0: Hello and welcome to Mothers Matter. This is a podcast celebrating the irreplaceable and unique role that mothers play in their children's lives and giving a voice to those children who love and cherish their mothers no matter what. In this podcast, I'm going to try to avoid using the term stay-at-home mother I will be having my first media moment when I look at something that's been in the media recently and how they've portrayed mothers and I'm going to be exploring International Women's Day and their hashtag balance for better. And with the spoiler alert, I'm going to be trying, trying to explain how I feel that uh, the roles of mothers at home are equally important to those of boardroom directors, even if they aren't the equivalent role. That's what I'm trying to say when I'm talking about equal but not equivalent. Thank you and I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Mothers Matter. This is a podcast about mothers and about the children who love them. And who am I? I am Claire Pay, and I am a mother. Now, I'm very tempted to try to throw in a definition of a mother because these days you can't say you're a mother without somehow talking about your working or non-working status. And I hate uh, various definitions to do with mothers. I particularly hate the definition stay-at-home mother. It is the most anodyne and boring definition and really unhelpful definition of a mother that there is. A mother who is a so-called stay-at-home mother would be much better described as, and now this is where the difficulty is, because it's very hard to find an alternative title. Someone who primarily cares for their children during the day, in a, in a someone who is at home. Uh, when the children are at home, someone who has prioritised care for children. Now, th- that's where one of the problems come in, because as soon as you talk about prioritising care for children, there are many so-called working mothers, mothers who are paid for what they do usually outside the home. Who will say well i am prioritizing my children because i'm i have to work to earn money for them and so it's very difficult to say you're prioritizing your children because you are primarily at home for them anyway so we really need to come up with some better definitions for mothers at home but then why again why do we have to define who they are you don't say um when you meet a man are you a father yes are you a working father or are you a stay-at-home father You never go into those definitions with fathers. We just say you're a father and... you know, someone. Uh, do you do any work? Are you at home? That terrible phrase, house husband, seems to still be in existence. A housewife. I am, although I have primarily been at home during the children's uh, young life. I have never been a housewife. I am not married to the house. I do not exist in order to just look after the house. I care for the home and I make sure that uh, the home is a homing, homely environment but I'm not a housewife, and I wish they would remove that from all definitions on insurance documents or anything like that. The housewives really no longer exist. They never have existed. No one has ever been married to a house. At the same time, they seem to call dads or husbands who are at home house husbands, but somehow that doesn't seem to have such a negative connotation. Uh, what other phrases could you use? Full time, a full time parent. Well, as soon as you use that definition, people again who are working outside at the home and generally being paid for what they do uh, would say, "Well, I'm a parent wherever I am." So it's it's extremely difficult, and uh, we really need to find ways of describing what mothers are doing when they are caring for their children as something other than by their location. The fact that they are a stay at home is a complete misnomer. First of all, mothers who are primarily caring for their children often leave the house. You can see them walking around. They are seen to be walking around towns, villages, shops, uh, maybe even volunteering, running toddler groups, running charities. These mothers are generally not all the time at home. What they are is at home when their children are at home and they are generally accompanying their children. So um, I I will almost always try to avoid the phrase, stay at home mother. And for a working mother, I would say a so-called working mother, because everyone who has had children recognizes that looking after children is extremely hard work. And the fact that you're not paid for it doesn't mean that it's not worked. Work so perhaps we could talk about mothers who are paid for what they do and mothers who are not paid for what they do, or you just define them as mothers when they're at home and uh, sales managers, directors, or whatever at work. You don't say to a man, you know, oh, are you uh, what do you do? You're a working father. Um, you're a sales director working father. You know, they're a sales director when they're at work. And they're a father when they're at home. So there you go. That is, uh, I will no doubt return to this uh, difficulty of definition in times to come. But uh, going back to who I am, well, I am someone who is generally at home when the children are at home. Um, My children are now uh, 10 and 13. I do some paid work. I am actually paid for some of the things that I do. I do some corporate finance uh, selling of company work. I am a director of the Mwesi Foundation, which gives solar lights to schoolchildren in Kenya. But what I am primarily as a mother, the way that I define myself and see see myself, is as a mother. And that's one reason why I'm setting up this uh, Mothers Matter podcast, is to celebrate mothers and give mothers a voice in the media. Um, I have been up to very recently a member of Mothers at Home Matter. Uh, I am still a member of Mothers at Home Matter, but I have been on the uh, committee and I was a media spokesperson for Mothers at Home Matter and uh, still do actually do some interviews. And uh, one, one of the issues that we have when we're doing interviews, when I'm being interviewed for Mothers at Home Matter, is that I'm almost always interviewed by someone who is not primarily involved in the care of their children so someone who is paid for what they do and these people who are interviewing me are either men who are um, if they're married they're unlikely to want to suggest that they would hope the mother of their children would be primarily caring for them see how difficult it is to get away from the phrase stay-at-home mother anyway so that you're either interviewed by men who really um do not want to celebrate mothers who are primarily caring for their children unless their wife is already doing that. Or you are interviewed by mothers, women, who are outside the home and being paid outside the home and have outsourced childcare to someone else, whether that is school. School is a very useful place for outsourcing childcare during school hours or um, a nursery if their children are young. So whenever we have interviews in the media, uh, I did one recently about the fact that working mothers, so-called so-called working mothers, full-time working mothers, um, are more stressed than part-time working mothers. And what's very, I mean, that's obvious, it really goes without saying, because if you're going to be working full-time, how on earth are you going to have time to cook, to go and visit all the children's activities, to look after them, to run the home? All of that, unless you have a father who is at home full time or who is primarily caring for the children, in which case it's really not something to discuss because one of you is looking after the children and one of you is working. Anyway, so I'm often interviewed by these mothers who are paid to be outside the home who are in no way interested in talking about the value of caring for children for as many hours as you can possibly care for them in a day. So... The tone of media interviews is often quite hostile towards uh, mothers who uh, celebrate not working, not being paid and being at home full time. Uh, and uh, it's difficult to put across the many, many reasons why children really need their mothers and why mothers really love looking after children when you have about two snippets of questions to answer. And the interviewer is almost always saying, well, what about the guilt? You mustn't make these mothers feel guilty because they're not looking after their children. Well, that is something I will definitely cover in future podcasts because guilt is the get out of jail free card for people not discussing what is generally best for children in terms of time that they can spend um, in the home environment with their mothers. So guilt is something that's very real and definitely needs to be discussed. So uh, in these podcasts, I'm going to be giving mothers a voice and thereby giving children a voice. Uh, We're going to be looking at uh, mental health, maternal mental health, which is a massive issue now. Um, The value of being able to spend many hours with your children, cortisol, nurseries, the issue of uh, stressful environments of nurseries. Looking at how housing impacts on how mothers are able to live their lives. And there are are just so many topics that we can look at when you look at it through the prism of the mother rather than the prism of the person who is desperately trying to get out of work, because, out to work because they need to get paid for what they're doing. And also in media, I'm going to be looking at some of the uh, media topics which have come up, which I've heard on the radio recently. And for example, I just heard one recently, which was Rachel Johnson, the journalist, interviewing a, a, what she was calling an absent mother, which I think was actually fairly accurate because this mother lived in Egypt as an Egyptologist and her children lived in England as children with their aunt and uncle. And what was so interesting about this was the way this mother, who really was set up to fail poor thing, she was asked all sorts of questions that were definitely going to make her look bad. Um, When Rachel Johnson said, well, have you considered, even thought about, um, spending time at home, uh, giving up your job to look after your children, who were 15, the 15-year-old twins, this lady really couldn't get her head around the idea that there might be some value in her being at home with her 15-year-old twins, I mean, for goodness say they're so old, at, at all. What value could there possibly be in her being around? And she said, well, they're, they're never there. And Rachel pointed out that they're there between 4 p.m. and 8 a.m. the next day. Um, but this mother think, thought really her existence was an irrelevance. And uh, really, I could I won't go into it now, but there is so much to unpack in that. But uh, suffice to say that often mothers are um, airbrushed out of the situation because all of the Media comment and the government's politics is about getting mothers out to work and getting them paid outside the home and outsourcing childcare because that way you increase GDP in the short term because you're paying people to look after your children. So uh, there are so many topics that come up on the media where mothers are just sidelined, and and I would like to explore those in greater depth. And another reason for launching the podcast now is that International Women's Day is, as I record, is coming up on the 8th of March. Uh, It is now the uh, beginning of March. And that will be a really interesting time because the discussion around women as such, uh, this year's topic is the hashtag balance for better. And it's about having balance in the world and having women in positions of influence throughout the world. Which is brilliant. Of course, they should be. I mean, women—it's a—it's a a mystery to me how men have dominated the world for so long when women are clearly superior. No, I didn't. Well, I did say that, but uh, women are at least equal, and in some situations uh, are—it could be said superior to men. Girls, in many ways, are um, way ahead of boys, and it just evens off when they when they become adults and the boys finally catch up. So it is a mystery to me the way that women have been subjugated and sidelined and ignored over the years. I am equally good to any man that I meet and I am in no way inferior. I think it's extremely important that women are paid an equal wage for equal jobs. If they're doing the same job as a man with the same experience, then obviously they should be paid. Where I do have an issue is trying to get women into roles outside the home Just for the sake of it. So getting women into the boardroom, uh, they worry about there aren't enough women in the boardroom. Yes, there should be women in the boardroom because you need a balanced boardroom to make good decisions. But at the same time, you need women at home. You need women to be looking after the children. What children need is for their mothers to look after them. Children are massive fans of their mothers. What they most want to do up to a certain age is spend time with their mothers. And after a certain age, what they most want is for their mothers to be available primarily as a a taxi service, but also for those moments when they need them. They need available mothers. And that's actually what I'd like to call stay-at-home, so-called stay-at-home mothers, is available mothers because they are people who are available when their children need them. They're not hanging around outside their rooms, tidying the landing, waiting to be summoned, but they are mothers who are getting on with their lives but can drop everything for when their children need them. So, so as so many people are mothers, it's extremely difficult to have a balance in boardrooms and in companies. My background is in small business, and it is very difficult to give women equal opportunities as such because so many have taken or used to take several years out of the workplace rightly to care for their children and why should they walk back in at a level with men who have been there all along and been working so if a woman is right for the job and wants to do the job then then wonderful definitely consider her but um, there is a false emphasis on women working which really suggests that what they do at home is of no value at all and the only value they have is in the workplace. So watch out for those sort of messages coming out in balance for better. And I'd also should say, with my experience in Africa, with the lights that we give to the schoolchildren, yes, girls are discriminated against. Girls are the ones who are made to carry the water, who are made to uh, do all the household chores, and the boys are able to get on with doing their studies, which is why the Mwesi Foundation is supporting schools which will run boarding programs or make sure that the girls can stay late at night to do their studies. Of course, they're then likely to be attacked on the way home because there is such uh, discrimination and uh, abuse of women going on in some parts of the world. So which is really why we need boarding programs so the girls can stay at school and study and have the right to get a good job and the possibility to get a good job and be able to lead the life they want to lead, that they can work hard, they can... Enter graduate level jobs. And then, if they want to have children, if they want to prioritise caring, spending time with their children and caring for their children, they're able to do that and then return to the workplace when their children are old enough not to need them anymore, you know, 25, no, no, 18. Anyway, so when um, children are old enough and there is some flexibility in the days for women to be able to work at that point. And also that's where flexible working comes in, working from home. Mothers have so much to contribute in the workplace uh, because we have spent the last few years negotiating with uh, with children who are totally irrational and absolutely one-sided. We spent time negotiating, managing time, managing projects. Uh, there's so much that we've done and mothers have so much to offer when they go back to work. But when, while their children are young, while their children need them, where they can contribute the most is with their children, spending time with their children, meeting their children's needs. No one else can replace a mother in that situation. They, they're they just irreplaceable. If you have someone else looking after the children who is not the mother or the father after a certain age, then... Uh, or even a grandparent, then it is, it's just not the best start for a child. Ideally, you have a mother who is happy, who they have enough to eat, they don't need to worry about shelter, who is able to focus on their children. So International Women's Day, absolutely, let's celebrate uh, the achievements of women. Let's pay women equally for equal jobs. Let's give them equal opportunities. Let's not get some idiotic men thinking that women are somehow inferior or idiotic women thinking that men are somehow inferior. We all have equal opportunities. We're all, uh, well, we should have equal opportunities. We can contribute equally. But let's not confuse equality with equivalence the role that women can play mothers can play in the home is equally important if not more important than any job anyone can do in the workplace Uh, but uh, women and men are are equally important but their jobs are not the same jobs they have different roles where mothers are concerned obviously women who don't have children um, are not mothers and are can just sally up the uh, the work ladder cheerfully and should be allowed to have the same opportunities as absolutely everyone else and be promoted uh, in line with their male colleagues what i'm talking about is mothers and we have mother's day coming up at the end of the month which will be another opportunity well an opportunity to celebrate what mothers actually do if anyone in the media is brave enough to talk about it So uh, in future podcasts, I will be interviewing a range of people about topics to do with mothers. I am going to be interviewing very soon a lady whose children are top BMX champions and what it takes as a a mother (laughs) to get them on the track and keep them going and what it means to be able to support your children in the hopes that they have. Um, If anyone wants to contact me, i uh, be happy to hear from you at mothersmatter@outlook.com at I haven't yet set up any social media because I don't have time. I'm busy looking after my children, doing everything else. But I would be happy to hear from anyone who has some opinions or who would like to be featured in a future podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Mothers Matter. Thank you to James Ede from Be Heard, who has done the audio production. And thank you to Mothers at Home Matter for all their support. If you have any positive comments, anything nice to say, please write to mothersmatter at outlook.com. If you feel it's really necessary, please send any constructive feedback to the same address, mothersmatter at outlook.com. And please do subscribe. I really, really would love it if you would subscribe. I'm hoping to do a number of very interesting Interviews and to give a voice to mothers everywhere. My name is Claire Pay, and you've been listening to the Mothers Matter podcast. Thank you.